I want to welcome you to episode five. Episode five, we are talking about sudden change. We're talking about a change that people are dying for that are needed out there in the world. We are talking about a change that the gospel of Jesus offers. Do you need a change? Do you want to come home to Jesus tonight, but you don't know how? Do you feel like you've made too many mistakes and you're not worthy enough for a change? Well, the gospel of Jesus offers a change that only he can give. Immediate grace is available for you today. Immediate passion. Maybe you've lost your passion for God, but it is available for you today right here in this moment. Immediate freedom is available to you. Immediate freedom. Immediate freedom from what? Maybe drug addictions, alcohol addictions, gambling addictions. No matter what you've been going through and you need freedom from it, I'm telling you right now, immediate change, sudden change is given to you right now. You have access to immediate intimacy with Jesus, no matter what you've been through or what you've done. Some of you out there want to come home, but you don't know how. You don't feel like you can. You feel like you've messed up or maybe you've made that unforgivable sin. I'm telling you tonight, there's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. What Jesus did on the cross is way more powerful than anything you could ever do. Your mistakes are no match for the blood of Jesus. So come on in here tonight, episode five. We're going to be talking about sudden change, a change that is needed for all of us. This world needs a change. The bride of Christ needs to be awakened to share the love of Jesus with this world. We all need some type of change. So tonight I'm praying that you will have a sudden change. I'm telling you what, God is getting ready to do something tonight that only he could do. If you need a sudden change, raise your hand. I know we all do. A sudden change could be a change in your walk with God. It could be in a perspective change. Woo, this morning, me and Haley had a perspective change. We went to Arise Birmingham this morning, the church we've been going to on Sunday mornings. And there was a message given there by this, uh, this lady named Melanie that just really rocked us. And it was a perspective change that we needed just in how we view God in a certain area. You just never know what kind of change that you need and what you're going to be going through. And so tonight, I hope you get some type of change that you need. And so there's no better story to start out. I'm going to be talking about several different stories tonight. So if the first story in the Bible is not the one that's hitting you right in the heart, maybe it's the next one. But there's no better story to talk about change and sudden change than the prodigal son. There's so many prodigal sons out there, prodigal daughters out there who have fallen away from Jesus and and this podcast is all about helping the people that know Jesus, that have wandered away from him, come back to his feet. And that's what the prodigal son story is about. We can find that story in Luke chapter 15. And that story, it starts out like this. There was two sons and one of the sons wanted his inheritance early and he got it early and he went out to a foreign land and began to, to spend his money and spend the inheritance and waste it on wild living, on gambling on prostituting and he was living a wild life and he after a few years of living a wild life he got to the place where he hit rock bottom he had no more money left and he was starving to death he was star he would have eaten ketchup chips <laughs> he would have eaten anything if they, somebody would have given it to him but he found himself eating the pig slop and as he was there it says the Bible says that he came to his senses sometimes we hit rock bottom in our life because 
it sometimes takes us hitting rock bottom to come back to our senses. And when the prodigal son hit rock bottom and he came to his senses, you know what he said? He said, I'm going to go back home to my father. Maybe you're out there tonight and you've hit rock bottom in your life and you've hit some place in your life and you know, I need to go back to my father. I need to go back to Jesus. I need to go back to the feet of Jesus. And the prodigal son was sitting there and maybe he's like some of, some of us out there. You know, when we get to the place where we're ready to come back to Jesus, we, we, we think, well, I've done too much wrong. There's no way that my Father in heaven is going to accept me back into his arms. Well, the prodigal son was going through this battle in his mind because when we get to a place where we want to repent and come back to Jesus, we always have this battle in our mind, like, what is... What, what am I going to say to him? How am I going to get back in his good graces? How am I going to get back into an intimate relationship with Jesus after all that I've done? And you can hear the battle in the prodigal son's mind. If you read the story in Luke 15, you can hear the battle going on inside of him because he said this right here in a verse. I want to, it's in verse 19. You pull it up for you right here. It says this, I am no longer worthy to be called your son Make me like one of your hired servants. Let's read that again. The prodigal son says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. You know what? Isn't that like how we all would feel sometimes? Is that we would feel like there's no way I'm not worthy enough to go back to my father, to go back to Jesus. And this is what he was rehearsing in his mind. He said, I'll just tell my father that I'm not worthy to be called your son. Just take me back as one of your hired servants. I was talking to a friend of mine this week. And as I was talking to him, I could just tell he wanted to come back to Jesus. He wanted to come back to him and he wanted to, to just forget everything that he had done and get back to Jesus. And I could tell as he was um, as we were talking that he was fighting through this. It, he really didn't believe that there was any way that he could go back to being intimate with Jesus like he had been before or be passionate with God again or do something big for God or answer the call of God in life, have purpose and fulfillment again. I could tell it was written all over his face as we were talking that he really wanted it, but he didn't believe it. And it's simply the same thing as um, the prodigal son was going through. I could tell that my friend was going, he didn't feel worthy enough to be called a son again. Or maybe you're out there and you don't feel worthy to be called a daughter again. Let's talk about that for a second. Because in the prodigal son's story, when he it's the moment that he decided to come home, he took a step back towards God, towards the father, it says the father began to run after him, began to run after him. I want you to I want you to hear this. You may have taken a million steps away from Jesus, but it only takes one step to come back to him because he is right behind you. He's been walking with you the entire time. It just takes you coming back to your senses and going, you know what? I'm going back to Jesus. The life I had with God was so much better than this wild living that I've been going through. But see, the prodigal son came home and he said, I don't I, I, I don't I don't you know what, God? Our Father, I don't um, deserve to be a son, but I'll be one of your servants. 
You know what? And the father gave him a robe, gave him a ring, gave him shoes. And this represented that he was right back where he left off. And that's what the father does for every one of us. And this friend I was talking to this week, I could tell that as I was talking to him and how much God offers him everything, that he really just didn't know how to accept the father's love. He didn't know how to accept the ring and the robe and the shoes that God gives us even to this day. You may have squandered every bit of things that that God has done for you in your life, but that today he'll give you a ring. He'll give you shoes. He'll give you that robe of righteousness that you've been looking for. And um, But my friend, I could tell, just like the prodigal son, my friend, you know, and maybe my friend represents a lot of you out there. He is okay with coming home to be a servant, but not a son. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to come home and be a servant. There's no way that I can be a son again or a daughter again but I'm okay with being a servant. And here's what happens is, is that what happens inside of us is really what we believe, that we're okay with receiving love that's given to a servant because that's what we feel like we deserve. But this servant um, is not who we are. We are a son and a daughter of God. So if you've ever given your life to Jesus, if you've ever accepted him into your heart and his blood has washed over all of your sins, you are a son, you are a daughter, and God offers you sudden change tonight where he will give you a robe, he will give you a ring, he will give you shoes, and he will let you know that you are back in the palace. You are back in. You are right where you were when you went off into a wild place and a wild time of your life where you squandered the everything that God had given you. But you know what? You can't squander the God's love because God's love is going to run after you the moment that you take one step back to Him. You know, accepting true love is awkward from God because we really down deep inside don't feel like we deserve it. But that's what the gospel is all about. None of us deserve it. But God chose us before we ever chose him. He had already decided that he was going to send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and make a way for me and you to be able to have a relationship with him and to be able to spend eternity with him forever and ever. He chose us before we chose him. And that's what the gospel is all about. Jesus paid our bill. He paid it on the cross. He paid our debt on the cross. And accepting that love is sometimes times hard. We don't feel like we deserve it, but I'm telling you, all you got to do is just accept it. And that's one of the things that's really hard for us to do is to accept love from God. It comes from a prideful state in our lives that we all don't deserve it. You know what, God, just take me back as a servant. But I'm telling you right now, maybe you're out there in Huntsville. Maybe you're in Gunnersville. Maybe you're in Kentucky or Vermont or wherever you're watching tonight. I see people coming in from all over. Is if you're watching, then I'm telling you this, that you are a son and a daughter of God. You don't have to settle for being a servant. You can come home and know that you are that true son and daughter. You know, this guy I was talking to this week, if he only knew that he was a son and not settling for to be a servant, I can just see it in his eyes. He would be tearing up this city for Jesus. His passion for God would come back. But currently, he's living the lie. He's believing the lie, and he's stuck where he's at because he's believing the lie that his mistakes are too big, that he's going to stay in that servant mindset. But the moment you recognize the identity of who you are in God, that you're still a son and you're still a daughter, no matter how many times you've messed up, you are, you, you will, your purpose will come alive again. You'll begin to have an awakening inside of you. 
And I'm telling you, somebody needs that tonight to know that no matter what you've ever done, you're still a son and a daughter and everything that God had for you, all the dreams, all the vision, all the calling on your life is still there. All you got to do is take one step back to him and have a sudden change tonight. We're going to be talking about Paul in a little while, how he had a sudden change to answer the call of God on his life. And maybe you're out there going, man, how in the world can I be living one way, one moment, and then have a sudden change where I'm preaching the gospel, where I'm living for God. It's available for you. And all you got to do is believe it. A lot of us know it with our head, but we've got to allow what we know in our head to seep down into our heart. And the moment that you believe that you're still a son and you're still a daughter is the moment you're going to begin to come alive again in Jesus. A couple of months ago, I was talking with a friend. He said, man, I really need some financial help. I need some financial help, and I began to just pray about it and see, you know what, I felt the Lord wanted me to help him out financially, and so I began to help him out financially, and he said, man, I'm going to pay you back, I promise, and I said, no, I said, this is what I prayed about this, and I felt like the Lord wanted to help you out. The Lord saw you in your problems. He saw where you were at, and I said, this financial help, it's from God. God wanted to help you get back on your feet. I said, you don't have to pay this back because it didn't come from me. It came from the Lord, and he was like, no, 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 I'll pay it back. And it was then I began to realize that the bride of Christ, we don't really have a giving problem, but sometimes we do have a receiving problem. It's, it's hard to receive. It's hard to receive help from other people. It's hard to receive help from God without saying, you know what, God, I'm going to pay you back. But you don't have to pay God back because he, he, you know what, he did it on the cross. Accepting true love is awkward because we feel like we don't deserve it. The thing is, is we all want to do it on our own. But let's just pause for a moment. You don't have to do it all on your own. All you got to do is receive what God is giving you. And when you receive what God is giving you, you're receiving his help, his favor, his blessing upon your life to turn your life around and to get back on your feet to where you need to be. You know, I told that guy, I said, you know, Jesus paid our bill on the cross. He paid our sin bill on the cross when we needed help. We, he paid that bill for us and there's no way we can pay him back. The only way we only thing we can do is be a living sacrifice for him on this earth and begin to spread the gospel, spread what Jesus has done for us. And the Bible's out there telling us that, you know what, people out there are dying to hear the good news. But who's going to hear it if nobody is preaching? it and nobody's telling it nobody's sharing it out there online but you know what we've got to share it we got to be unashamed of the gospel we got to know you know what I am the bride of Christ he is my husband and I am super excited about sharing about what God has done in my life so sometimes we're out there and we really truly don't believe let me get a sip of water here we just don't believe that there's any way possible that God can take away my sins and take away everything that I've done. And the thing is, is we begin to carry it on our own. We begin to carry our sins. We begin to carry these burdens and we go, you know what, God, I got this. I'm going to carry it. I'm sorry that I made these mistakes. And we continue to carry it. And we don't cast it at the feet of Jesus. And I want to give you a, um, a story that happened to me back when me and Haley had our first house um, we, we, we didn't know this, and this is what happened. We, we had our first house, and we were actually youth pastors, excuse me, we were actually youth pastors at a church out in Aniana, Alabama, 
And we had this beautiful yellow truck called the Splash. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It would get, maybe sometimes it would get into third gear. Like we were we, on the way home, you know, after a long night, we'd be like praying that it would get into fourth gear because if it didn't, we had to drive all the way home at like 35 or 40 miles an hour. We'd pray so hard that it would shift into fourth gear. But, you know, we, but we would do every um, Wednesday is that we would take our garbage from our house because we, we, we didn't have like that. We didn't think we had the garbage um, man that came by our house. So we would take the garbage from our house, put it back in the truck and take our garbage all the way to Aniana. It's like 45 minutes to an hour away. And we would take it and we would put it in the dumpster there. And that's what we did with our trash for two years. And y'all, y'all don't believe this. Like two years after I'm living in this house, I see my neighbor like starting to put his trash out by the, the road. And he said, man, I saw you take your trash all the time. Don't you know you can put your trash out by the road? And then the, tra- the garbage man comes and he said, but, um, and I said, well, yeah, but don't you have to pay for that and all that stuff? He said, no, it's just a free service. You live right here in the city. That's what they do. And I was like, you're telling me I've been taking my trash an hour away for two years and it's free. All I had to do is put it by the curb. Man, I was like, I was just like blown away. I was like, can you believe this? And then the Lord showed me, Brad, this is what we all do with our sin. We all do with the garbage in our life is that we decide that we carry it. We carry it a long way. We're like, God, I've got this. I'm going to carry it. I'm going to try to dispose of my own garbage, my own sin. And God's sitting there going, no, it comes with the house. It comes with the territory. It comes with the relationship with me. It's all you have to do is take your sin, take the garbage of your life, put it out on the curb. And I come by every day and I pick it up and I take it away because my blood is covering your sins. And there's nothing more powerful than the blood of Jesus. Jesus, what he did on the cross. I'm telling you, there's nothing you've ever done that can match the power of the blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross. So whatever you have today, quit carrying that sin, quit carrying the garbage that's in your life and begin to put it away, put it on the curb so that God can take it away for you. And then you know, there's sometimes in our lives where we don't feel like we're worthy. We don't deserve it. We don't feel clean enough. In a couple of years ago, I was doing a, um, I was doing a counsel, I was counseling this young girl, and I, you know, I, every week I try to bring in a portion of my journal. So I want to show you this. Every week I try to bring in a portion of my journal, and this week's journal it comes in um, from October the third in 2021. October third, 2021. This is a portion of my journal. I'm going to read this. So it's a couple of paragraphs here. I'm just going to read it. This is a girl that I was helping counsel through some things in her life. And listen to this right here. It says, she said that the thing that keeps her from wanting to come to God and have that sudden change is that she feels overwhelmed just thinking about it. You ever felt like that? She feels like she is so far behind in her relationship with God. She feels like she can never catch up. She feels like that it's such a heavy weight to come to God each day and sit down for 30 minutes and pray and read this and read that. She feels like that she has too big of a mountain to climb and she does not have the energy to take one step up the mountain. She don't know how in the world she's going to maintain taking a step from day to day if she can't do it in this one day. I begin to tell her that she does not have to catch up, that she's not behind. 
It's kind of like an 11th grader when they when they graduate 11th grade and they're headed into 12th grade. It doesn't matter what they what they did in their grades before in 11th grade. If they made a D, if they made a C or a B or even, you know, an F on some of the tests or some of the things. When you graduate into 12th grade, when you graduate to the next grade, it doesn't matter what happened the grade before. It's because what the teachers beforehand thought that you knew enough and that you were ready to go to the next level. And so I was telling her that 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 her that they don't carry any of the failures into the new grade because the teachers thought they were well-rounded enough to graduate to the next level. They get a brand new start in the new year. Every time you come back to Jesus and you repent of your sins and you lay them at the curb for God to pick up, you get to have sudden change and it doesn't matter about what you've done before. And then this is a second paragraph in my journal about that. This is where it gets really good. She said she does not know why she can't accept the offer to start over with God. I told her it's because she does not feel clean enough to walk into God's presence. I told her that she believes in Jesus and that she will be righteous in heaven and have eternal life with God when she dies. But she does not believe that Jesus has made her righteous while she is living. Let's pause for a moment. This is really good. This girl believed that God had made her righteous when she believed. Let's start over. When God, when she invited Jesus into her life, she believed that God made her righteous for eternity when she gets into heaven. But she didn't believe that God made her righteous on this earth. And that's what she was dealing with. She didn't feel clean enough to have a fresh, fresh start. And so I told her, I said, just just believe it. Just let what you know in your head seep down into your heart and know that God is allowing you to come home. He's giving you sudden change. All you got to do is go, you know what? Thank you, God, for cleansing me because the blood of Jesus cleanses us every single day. And that's what she needed. Begin to help her to have that sudden change is to recognize that she was clean enough, that God did not only make her righteous for eternity, but made her righteous while she was walking on this earth. Righteous means you're in right standing with God. Somebody out there today just needs to know that you are in right standing with God and that God's arms are wide open for you to come back in with him. So there's a couple of other stories that I want to talk about before we close out tonight and simply is simply this um David, let's talk about David for a second. David, man, he had a sudden change in his life like several times. You know, David was at his job. He had a, his job was being a shepherd. He was a shepherd and he was out there tending the sheep and he did it every day just being faithful out there. And some of you need to hear this. You're being you've been faithful at your job. You've been a faithful worker and employee out there, and you've been God's. You, I'm telling you, God's eyes are on you. He sees what you're doing at work. He sees what you're doing at home. His eyes go to and fro across this world to find someone He can show Himself strong through, and He's wanting to show Himself strong through you at work, at home, and wherever you're at. And David was in a sheep field, just being faithful at what God had given him to do. And it says um, that he was just being intimate with the Lord. That's what all the Psalms are about. Is that David was being intimate with the Lord. And it says right there that the king Saul, this is in Samuel, first, uh, I think it's 1 Samuel 16, that Saul was um, 
had made a mistake and that God was looking for a new king over Israel and that God's eyes found David as he was faithfully out tending the sheep. Listen to this verse right here. It says this verse right here. It says 1 Samuel 16. It says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Woo, man, the Spirit of God came upon him powerfully, and he had a sudden change. You never know when the Spirit of God is going to come on you powerfully, and you're going to have a sudden change at work. You're going to have the boldness and courage to share the gospel of Jesus at work, and, and maybe at home, or with your family, or wherever you're at. You just never know the moment that the Spirit of the Lord is going to come on you powerfully, and you've got to stay in the moment. Maybe this is what you need to hear tonight, is that you've been out there looking for a breath of fresh air in your walk with God. You want to just accept a call in your life. You want purpose and fulfillment. I'm telling you right now, if you'll begin to have intimacy with Jesus and stay faithful in what he's called you to do, you never know when the Spirit of God is going to come on you powerfully and you're going to have a sudden change and begin to walk in the newness of life that you've never, ever experienced. I'm telling you right now, for me, for Haley that's in this studio, for Nick who is in this studio, and for all of you watching, I'm telling you right now that sudden change is available no matter what level of relationship with God you are walking. It is available. Don't settle for where you are at in your relationship with God. You've got to keep seeking Him. Keep going after Him with your whole heart because sudden change is available for you. You can reach another level with God tonight, another level in this world, walking with Him and talking with Him with His Spirit upon your life. And I'm telling you, don't give up because you never know when that moment is right around the corner. Keep being faithful at what God has called you to do. Joseph is another one that experienced sudden change in his life. I mean, he was like 17 years old. He had a dream. He had a vision. And his brothers, his own family, had threw him into a pit. He got into this pit. He was thrown into, he was sold into slavery. He ended up in Egypt. And he was, all of a sudden, he was doing good there. And then all of a sudden, he ended up in prison. He ended up in a dungeon. And can you imagine him being in a dungeon? He's there spending time in jail. Like many of you out there have spent time in jail. And you're like, man, there's no way God could ever use me again. There's so many people in the Bible who spent time in jail. And God used them in a powerful, powerful way. But Joseph was betrayed. He was thrown into a pit. He was falsely accused. He was put into prison. You know what? He was put into prison. He thought that God had forgot about him. He thought that everybody had forgot about him. He thought his doing something big for God was over. The dreams that God had given him was over. And then all of a sudden, in one day, he had a sudden change. He had a sudden change that he went from the prison to the palace in one day. Just hang in there. Keep your faith alive in God because you never know when you're going to go from the prison of your life to the palace of your life because God is looking to and fro to show himself strong through somebody. And if this world has ever needed somebody to let the light of God shine through them, it's in this moment. Our world is so dark right now. It's so confused and it's so lost. And the bride of Christ is so asleep. I'm telling you right now, if you will just allow yourself to continue to seek God, stay faithful with him, read his word, pray, take a walk with him and just grow close to God. God's going to 
to see you. He's going to anoint you and he's going to take you from the prisons of your life to the palace of your life. And his spirit is going to come on you in a powerful way. So don't give up. Don't let your faith fail because Jesus is looking at you and he's looking for somebody to show himself strong through. So right there, let Joseph's life um, dictate and inspire you to show that, you know what, maybe you spent time in jail, maybe you're in the dungeon of life, but there may be something that's about to happen in your life. And I really believe that's about to happen, that somebody's about to experience sudden change when you never thought it was possible, but sudden change is coming to your life. This week, go after God with all of your heart. Some of you need to go in behind closed doors and shut the door and go after God because God is getting ready to offer sudden change to people, the people that are seeking him, the people that are being intimate with him, the people that, you know what, say, you know what, I'm so far away from God, but I'm just going to take one more step closer to God this week. I promise you, you're going to experience some sudden change. Your family needs sudden change. Your coworkers need sudden change. But They need to see the light of Jesus shining through you. And Jesus will allow you to have sudden change inside of you so that people around you can get a fresh start. And that is what we're going to segue into. The next story that I'm going to end with is the story of Paul. We find in Acts chapter 9 is one of my favorite stories about change and about sudden change. In Acts chapter 9, we find the guy whose name is Saul, who is now, Paul, his name is Paul. But Saul was out persecuting Christians. He was out destroying the church. He thought what he was doing was right, which I really believe in this time, in this age, that God's going to begin to awaken the bride of Christ, that those people that think about what they're preaching out there and they're teaching is really helping. But sometimes we get deceived and we get manipulated and we think what we're doing is right. But I believe that Jesus is about to shine his light on the bride of Christ in a fresh new way like we've never seen before. And we're going to be able to get knocked off our high horse and say, Jesus, What is it you want me to say? What is it you want me to preach? And we're going to go back to the word of God and begin to preach the true, pure word of God. And we're going to be able to see people's lives change like never before. So Saul was on the way to Damascus to to destroy the church, to imprison Christians there. And he had a moment on the road to Damascus where the light from heaven shone down from heaven. It shone all over him. And it said that he blinded him right on the road. It knocked him off his horse, knocked him to the ground. And and and, And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, is that you, Lord? Is that you, Lord? And all of a sudden, even though he was blind in the moment, he saw Jesus for the first time. Saul thought he was doing right. He thought that his love for the Lord, that he was preaching the right thing and teaching the right thing. But Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? And I really believe in this moment that God's going to begin to awaken people out there to really see Jesus and to see who he is and to say, I'm sorry for persecuting you, Jesus. I'm going to turn from my ways and I'm going to turn to what you want me to do. And so Saul got up. His friends helped him up as he was blind and he went into the city. As he went into the city, he was blind for three days. Can you imagine? He had just seen Jesus. A light from heaven had shone down and he was blind and he didn't know if he was ever going to see again. 
And this verse right here in Acts chapter 9, verse 20 says this right here. It says Paul was out there preaching. I mean, he was out there just praying that God would give him his sight back. And it says, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying he is indeed the son of God. You know what? Paul was out there preaching something that wasn't even the right thing. He was murdering Christians. He was trying to destroy the church. But all of a sudden, Jesus gave him a fresh start. And it says immediately he began to preach that Jesus is the son of God. He had a sudden change. And that's what's offered to every one of us out there. Listen to this verse. After that verse, verse 9, 21 says this. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus's followers in Jerusalem? They said, isn't this the same man who caused such devastation? I'm telling you tonight, this is what's about to happen for the bride of Christ all around the world. We're about to have an immediate change. We're about to have a sudden change. And people are going to say, is that the guy who wanted to commit suicide? Is that the girl who committed adultery? Is that the man who went into bankrupt and lost his business? Is that the same person who was addicted to drugs? Is that the same man that was on alcohol and couldn't put it down and now he's preaching the gospel is that the same person who was in jail and they went through jail for a year or two years and they never thought they would get out but now they're preaching the gospel all the way around because they understand that the blood of Jesus covers their sin has it given them a fresh start is that the same person who was deeply spiritually wounded is that the same person who was manipulated and deceived and they've been isolated into a cave far away from everybody else is that the same person that was isolated and they've come out of their cave and they begin to preach the gospel all over again come on somebody let's get fired up for Jesus I'm about to stand up in here is that the same person that went through divorce is that the same person that's uneducated is that the same person that was poor is that the same person who had a disease who had health problems is that the same person that was addicted to gambling is that the same person that sat at a slot machine and and was at a blackjack table and was at poker halls all the time because they were going through marriage problems. Well, I'm telling you what, right now, that person was me. And I'm telling you right now, Jesus has given me a sudden change. He'll give you a sudden change. And Jesus is about to electrify the bride of Christ with his blood, baptizing us one more time with the spirit and the fire of Jesus. Sudden change is available for you. So go spend some time with Jesus and just know that he is in love with you.